Hello there, everyone. My name is Aaron Burr. Welcome to the We All Can Change podcast. Here I help others heal the earth to live a more fulfilled and healthier life. I like to keep things pretty lighthearted, so that's why I do all this in a non-extreme and not-too-serious way. Seriously. Hey there, welcome to episode 17. I'm going to be talking about house size today. The problems with big houses, solutions for now and for later, and the benefits to downsizing or smaller houses. Wow, that's a thing? We can do that? God, I thought that would be an American American tragedy. An American sin to downsize. Everything's got to be big, right? We've got to be spending the maximum amount of money. We've got to be using the maximum amount of resources. Yeah, or else we must not be successful, right? <laughs> yeah. Today is a hot, hot, hot summer day. I finally, not finally, I finally, well, yeah, I finally had to turn the air conditioning on. I've been, I've been really pushing through and trying not to do it. Because I'm in this huge house uh, that I'm taking care of and trying to sell for. It was my grandma's. So I'm helping my parents out, selling it, cleaning it out, selling all the things inside of it. But in the meantime, I'm living in a fairly large home. And there's a helicopter flying over the head of my house. Great. Perfect. Beautiful amazing yeah so it was kind of kind of a perfect day to record about house size because i've been kind of dreading the whole air conditioning thing and and whatnot and we'll get into more of that a little bit later by a little bit later i mean right about now (laughs) the days are over and gone where we just turn off the lights and get energy efficient light bulbs or appliances We may still do that, and those things may be good, because why not, right? But we shouldn't just be doing that, because that really doesn't do enough. And honestly, energy-efficient stuff can apparently lead to a greater footprint footprint in the end. You know, if you you have this nice energy-efficient light bulb or or efficient water head spout thing then you may be more inclined to use it more, right? Because you feel better about it. You're like, yeah, I'm not too guilty. I don't feel too guilty anymore. So now I can just use it. So same thing with recycling. We may be more inclined to buy packaged stuff or be fine with buying packaged stuff because we're like, yeah, let's just, because we can recycle it. And that's great, you know? Recycling makes it all great. (laughs) When in reality, it doesn't. We're kind of doing, we need to do bigger things than just those things, right? I guess we'll just start with uh, the problems with big houses. The obvious the obvious ones are, are the footprint, right? The bigger the house, the more you have to heat, the more you have to cool it down, the more land use you use, et cetera, et cetera. That's a, it's a big footprint, big energy use bill, which, you know, most of our energy comes from fossil fuels right now. That'll probably change, hopefully change. It will change for sure, and it's already changing. But for now, it's, you know, we're burning fossil fuels to get, get energy, whether it be for cooling our home, for heating our home, or for um, building the home, right? All those things, they use, they use 
emissions or they use fossil fuels and they produce emissions. I mean, this the, the land that that would be originally on this home could be a forest, right? It could be a natural area with with an ecosystem and and trees that produce oxygen, but instead it's a house that is covering up a lot of space, a lot of natural area, right? Which 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 is fine if we're using it, you know, we need a, we need shelters, right? Human beings need places to live. But the thing is we're not using the space, right? It's I'm not I'm not arguing against homes. I'm arguing against homes that are too big for us, right? We use only 40% of our living space regularly in the USA, in the United States of America. <laughs> I kind of feel weird picking on other countries because, you know, I'm not from other countries. So I kind of just stick to the US, even though there's a lot of listeners on here that are from elsewhere. Kind of just stick to the US because I feel most comfortable picking on them, picking on us. <laughs> So yeah, 40% of the living space. So there's this, there's this heat map that I'll link in the show notes below of the amount of space we use. And it's like, you know, it's like the kitchen, you know, the bedroom, uh, the TV, you know, where you're, wherever you go on your computer. And like, that's it. Like the, like the dining table, like barely sees anything. Um, other spots barely even see any people, you know? And so we're using 40% of our living space. So we could easily cut most of our houses in half as far as square footage goes or square meters. Is that is that a thing in other countries? Square something? So that's that extra space, you know, it's just sitting there. Could be could be a natural ecosystem of trees or or plants or a garden outside instead of just an empty space of house, right? That that space, it also means more stuff, right? We got to fill that space with something. We can't just have empty rooms like I have right now. I have like I have like a whole basement that's empty. I have two bedrooms upstairs and the whole entire upstairs is just completely empty. Uh garage pretty empty. So it's pretty weird being here to be honest. And it would be weird if we had a house that didn't have the stuff, right? So you got to fill that fill that space with stuff. And guess what that stuff is? It's more footprint, right? Or if we have to fill another room with another couch, that doubles our furniture footprint, right? <laughs> or another bed or another desk. That's all more footprint of uh, carbon emissions or land use, whatever whatever resources were used to make those things. I mean, as far as footprint goes, that's what I mean. Crazy, right? So fill that space. That's an that's an issue. Uh, ha- having more area and having more space, I think it. I feel like it separates us, right? Which which can be good. We need our space, and we need to be able to be able to have a room to go go to and relax instead of being mobbed by our family, right? Or or our friends or our roommates. It's nice to have our own space, but. But as far as families go, we have these huge houses that that end up separating families, right? They end up, we see each other in the kitchen before we leave for work or school, and then maybe see each other 
at night if we, you know, on the rare occasion that families eat together these days or maybe watching TV together, even though that's not really spending quality time. I mean, that's you're like sitting next to each other, you know, soaked into a TV show or a movie. Soaked in. Jesus, what am I saying? <laughs> it separates us. Yeah, big time. So that's an issue. Ooh, my biggest one is the stress. The stress of an of the upkeep with a big house. Oh my God, I've had to do so much work around here. There's like, got to clean the porch, got to clean all the walls, got to clean the windows, got to keep everything clean because it gets dirty easily. If there's more space to put stuff, it'll, it'll just naturally like, you'll, you'll just want to set everything down on these spots everywhere. It's just so much upkeep. And that's, I mean, that's just cleaning. And then there's more stuff to break, more things to repaint and maintenance and roof and and wood and siding, all this stuff for this maintenance. It's a lot of upkeep, right? A lot of stress, a lot of things to go wrong and more stress on our lives. All for what, right? For what? I don't know. Hmm. The biggest one on here probably for most people, money. Money is an issue with, with big houses, right? <laughs> Two in three Americans don't have enough money for a $500 emergency. Two out of three. 500 bucks, $500 emergency. Not even a $1,000 emergency, which is what most emergencies are, right? $500 emergency, which is crazy. Yet we're still buying homes, you know, with a... According to Zillow, according to Zillow, a median price of $236,000, which we obviously can't afford. So we have to go into debt for it with the take out a mortgage, 30 year mortgage, 30 years of our goddamn lives, unless we sell it, right? And that mortgage, that'll probably add uh, 100,000 or a couple hundred thousand on to that, to that price. If we, depending on, you know, the down payment that we can make, that could add, that could add it up, right? And when we're in debt and we can't afford it and we can't even afford $500 emergency, but, but at least we have a big house, right? At least we, at least look great. At least we have that status symbol. <laughs> I don't, is, yeah. Is that the reason? Is it, is it because of status? Maybe. Yeah. I think a lot of people, or, or some people, maybe it's status, right? Maybe it's the image. If you don't have a big house, geez, you're not successful probably, right? If you have a small house, I mean, if you're living within your means, geez, that typically looks that looks like you're, you're not really making it in life. <laughs> when in reality, I mean, most, most millionaires, I mean, they're not, they're not driving around Ferraris. They're managing their money. They have a budget. They're saving money. They have their Toyota Corolla still. They have their small home. They're living within their means and they're fucking happy because they have a bunch of money and they're not spending a bunch of money and they're not, they don't have to worry about money. They can go out to dinner and not even look at the price. They probably do because they budget, right? But if they wanted to, they could just go out to dinner and just, and just get a dinner and just have a night out and not worry about it. That's amazing. To me, it is at least. It's amazing. So we're, we're, we're living out of our means. 
we can't afford a $500 emergency and we're buying these homes. A lot of my listeners are pretty young. A lot of them are my age and for now, at least. So you might be listening to this a year from now and that might be different. But right now when I'm recording this, a lot of people are young. So everyone's like, well, geez, I'm not going to buy a house. Or maybe, maybe some of them, maybe some of my friends or listeners do want to buy a house, uh, which is fine. I, I think it's fine. Uh, but I think, think most people are in debt and most people can't afford it, right? And so, and so the problem isn't with the house or with living under, living under a roof. The issue is, is why, why do you want a house? Right? Do we want, really want a big house? Do we really want uh, 2,000 square feet where we could really get away with 1,000 or 600 or 400 even? <laughs> Do we really want a big house or is that just society or is that just a status symbol? Or are we filling a void of something in our lives? Or, or you know, if we, if we do ask that question and we, we really do want it, then that's great. You know, it, if it's in line with your environmental values and, it, and, it's, and it's really satisfying your personal needs, great. You know, there's, there's other things that we can do for the planet other than, other than our house, right? But I think most people, if, if, if we did authentically ask that question, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it'd be a definite yes. I don't know if it'd be, yeah, no, that's, that's what I want. That's, that's my dream. That's what I need in life is to have a huge house. It might just be society. It might just be our parents pushing that on us. It might just be our friends or the TV show we watch about people being so successful. What would you rather do? What would you rather do with that money? Would you, would you rather do something? Pay off debt? Give your parents a vacation? Give yourself a vacation? Invest? Invest the $200,000? into a into some portfolios or just put it away I guess in the savings geez imagine that imagine watching that grow in 10 years that'd be amazing a lot of us like including me do things because of society for sure and in summary I just I just want to say that we should start asking ourselves is this really what we want whether it be driving a car buying a big house, eating out all the time, buying a bunch of clothes, filling our closets, filling our lives with all this stuff. Is that really what we want? Or is that what society says, hey, you need this in order to look and be successful? Hmm. Yeah, so I'm all about asking questions. I try to always ask questions. Me personally, I'm always like, okay, here's what society's doing. Here's what everyone else is doing. I'm going to do the opposite. So I've, I've always been naturally like that. But then there's other things where it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of insecure about that. I, I know I am. and but, but I still, you know, so I still turn to things in, in order to fill up that, that insecurity and <clears throat> appear more strong or successful or, or whatnot. That's something I've been battling with, like dressing up. Dressing up like in nicer clothes, like ties and stuff. Is that me enjoying that? Or is that me trying to be older or trying to be more successful looking? 
And I actually do enjoy it, I realized. And I, I think that there's a big, big uh, bad energy around suits and corporate apparel and stuff. But I actually love dressing up. Like, I, I love dress, being dressed up and looking nice. It makes me feel great. And so I'd, I don't think, you know, that's just an example, I guess. Like, you know, because since I don't really, don't really plan on owning a house, I guess I'll just relate it to my clothes. <laughs> Yeah, if you ask, you know, if you ask yourself these questions and you do come to the conclusion that you want a big house, great. You know, if if you I, I have a friend, I have a f- couple friends actually that that they they want a big house even though they're very environmentally minded and sustainably minded. They want a big house because they they always want friends over and have yeah, places for their friends to stay and bring their family over. They want all the space for, for all these people, which that makes sense, right? And, and I mean, if, if those people are there longer term, then that actually makes sense sustainably too. We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to be in a small house if there's a lot of people, right? It actually makes more sense to be in a big house with a lot of people. And then that would be just as sustainable as a few people in uh, a smaller place, you know what I mean? Like a commune, a, a hippie commune. <laughs> so that's a solution. It, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in a big house already, you could consider renting a room out, right? You can consider building an intentional home with your close friends or or family, or whatever. Bring people together and and build a community, or just rent a room out. You know, that's that's a solution for now. If you already have a big home. Or if you're just like, I need a big home. I need this. This is a ne- this is a necessity in my life, or else I'll die. Rent a room out, or build a build an intentional home with your greatest friends, and oh my god, it'd be amazing. It'd be like the show Friends or something, right? <laughs> Which I heard is pretty good. Ooh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that that I haven't seen the show Friends. <laughs> and if if you if you think it's right for you, and you think it's right for the planet or your environmental values. Consider downsizing, right? Consider, consider going down. You know, if, if you're terrified of it, maybe just down a few hundred square feet, or cut it in half. Even, you know, if you're if you're at like two thousand square feet, and you're like, oh my god, I'm not using any of this, and this is just like a pain in the ass, and I'm just forking out all my money. Consider downsizing, maybe to half, maybe to a thousand square feet, right? Save some damn money. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you can sell your home, you can buy a smaller one in in place of it, or you could rent out your entire place right now, right? You can pay pay off your mortgage that way, you can rent it out, and then just turn it into income eventually if you want to, or you could you could just sell it right, or while you're renting that place out, you can also rent an apartment. Basically, your rent would be free if you're renting out your current place. Jeez, that'd be amazing. So you rent out an apartment, um, build a tiny home if you want, live in a van. <laughs> All these are solutions. Some of them are more you can do right now. Some of them you have to plan for, obviously, right? Maybe a year out, maybe a half year out. Uh, that's that's what's good about apartments is is that they're you know they're just flexible. You can just take off whenever you want. You're not you're not tied down. Sure, you have your lease, but that's up at a certain point. 
So you may be paying a monthly rent for a few more months, but that's a hell of a lot better than paying for a $200,000 mortgage. (laughs) So what are... What are the benefits? How do we benefit? As you know, a lot of these things that I talk about, we gain from in positive ways. Jesus, could you imagine that? (laughs) We'll become probably closer to family and friends if we are living with them. Closer to nature, having a smaller home will be a little bit closer. I mean, we'll naturally be doing more outside typically. Uh, If we don't have um, all this random space, if we don't have enough space for a for a full running track or a ice rink in our home, then we'll probably be outside, right? (laughs) Renewables are also more effective; can save a hell of a lot more money that way. If your home is tinier, if your home is smaller, I mean, uh, renewables work work well, but they won't work as well if your home is huge, right? So they'll be way more effective, save you way more money if you want to use them uh, for a smaller home. Less upkeep, of course, and then save some money. Oh my God, no mortgage typically, or that's the goal at least, less of a mortgage, uh, paying things outright, we really should be paying everything in cash, right? According to Dave Ramsey, which I think he knows a few things about money. Pay everything in cash, do no debt whatsoever. I feel like there's a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit fine with with a mortgage here and there, but I mean, only if you can afford it, right? And only if you're fine with that debt over your head, which I certainly am not. So you'll save save boatloads, by either renting, of course, or just getting a smaller home that's cheaper, selling your big home that's too expensive, but it makes you money in the meantime. Um, and you get, you get what you pay for, which is, which is really important for these smaller homes or downsizing. You get more, you p- get, get more, wait, get what you pay for. You get more of what you pay for. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, is you buy a home that's 2,000 square feet, you're using, what, 40% of that? So, I mean, you're, you have all this space you're not using. You're not getting your money's worth. If you buy a home that's half that, you're getting more of your money's worth and you're spending less money. Good gracious. <laughs> I feel like I want to buy a home just because it's going to be small. I'm getting excited about this. No, I, look, I mean, for me, I, I'm probably, probably looking at, in the future, I mean, in the foreseeable future, probably just renting because my, my lifestyle is just super all over the place and pretty nomadic, and it's just going to get more like that in the coming years. But but in the future future, definitely want to get into the tiny home life for sure. That sounds amazing. Oh, my God. It'd be awesome. That's what I'm really into. But in the meantime, just some smaller apartments because renting just makes most sense for me. Yeah, I mean, if you rent, if you're renting, you have the pick up, you have the ability to just leave, right? That's that's amazing. You have the ability just to do like a three month lease, a six month lease, a year lease, a two year lease, 
then you can just pick up and go. I mean, you could even pick up and go before that lease is over if you negotiate it or if you uh, just pay the rent, if you if you have the money for that. Um, you can pick up and leave. And and downsizing, it creates less space for, for all this stuff that you don't need. It makes you declutter, makes you get rid of the stuff you don't really want or get value from. And I, th- I feel like life will just be... It'll feel lighter and less stressful that way with all the, without all this stuff, without all this debt, without all this, yeah, all this, all this crap hanging over our heads, right? I, def, I definitely, with, the, with this episode, I'm definitely brushing up against minimalism for sure. I mean, pretty much everything I'm talking about is minimalism. And honestly, I mean, most of the things I talk about is minimalism, I'm coming to realize. <laughs> it's just that minimalism doesn't just alone focus on the environment where I'm focusing on the environment, maybe using minimalism. <laughs> so maybe I'll, maybe I'll dig deeper into that in the future, but, but you'll definitely realize, you know, if you follow the minimalists, Joshua and uh, Ryan, um, they talk about this stuff quite a bit for sure. I think even in their documentary, they talked about the 40% of your house being used, basically, you know, we only use 40% of our space. Yeah, I mean, I mean, coming back to to what I just said about the apartment thing, instead of a tiny home thing for me, that's what it comes down to it. It's all about what's right for you. I mean, I, I lived in an apartment in Seattle that was tiny. And I, I mean, I still paid like 900 bucks a month, which was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's like this it, it was fine. Like it was cool. Like the the building was sustainable and and everything it was it was small. And I got a, I got a, I got through it fine. But I mean, it's a lot of money to be honest for something that's not very thought out. It wasn't designed super well. I mean, if I if I took that same space and designed it myself and just shaped it to how I like it, it would have been great. It would have been fine. But because it just wasn't working out right. I mean, it was just, it was just, it just sucked. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to decide what is right for you, right? You got to decide how much space you want, what's in line with your, your personal preferences, your personal needs, balancing with your environmental values. Cause that's what matters, right? And so for some some people that could be 300 square feet for some people that would have to be closer to a thousand, right? Especially if people have families, or they just have their own gym or their own, you know, whatever. They, they, they like their space, right? So it's different for everyone. But, but it's really just about asking these questions and, and asking, hey, do I really want this? Do I really want a big house? Or is that, is that just society? Is that just my insecurities? Is that just me trying to prove that I'm successful? Like, is it, is it a real reason? Is it a real why, Right? So that's that's really what it is, just asking the questions and then digging in to see, well, what is right? What is the right option for me? Is it renting for now while I pay off debt? Is it living with my parents while I pay off debt? Because that's, I mean, a, an amazing option as long as you're maybe paying them or helping them out some way. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the best option for you right now, right? And that could be different for everyone. Yeah, we must balance our personal needs with our environmental values. 
that's pretty much wrapping it up. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please share it around. Leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, if you if you have value from this, if you really liked it and, and you want to support my work, you can do so on Patreon. You can just pick a tier for as low as $2 a day. For the price of a tea, you can keep me advertisement free. <laughs> oh my God, it's so cheesy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I allow you to do a $2 tier, $5, $10, and then you can, I mean, you can customize your prices after that, but you can pick those and they each get different benefits. Like after five, 50 patrons, I'll have a, a Patreon exclusive podcast. I have behind the scenes stuff. I have blog posts that come out exclusively for Patreon. I update people on website changes and all sorts of changes I'm making. So kind of get to see a little bit more into the depths of we all can change. And, and uh, you're also supporting my work, which I appreciate so much. Hey, if you just want to stay updated on what's new and what's coming out when new podcast episodes, blog posts come out, you can do so by just entering your email at the top of any page on my weallcanchange.com website. So what that'll do is it'll send out an email once every week on Sunday morning. It'll be like a Sunday paper or it'll be like Eco Church. Yeah, either one, whichever one you prefer or neither of those. You come up with your own name. That's way more clever impossible because those two things are so clever yeah just enter your email and we'll stay in touch but hey thank you so much for tuning in on this episode i hope you enjoyed it about houses now go downsize or i mean if you're just living in your tent maybe you should upsize because maybe that'll make more sense for you uh or yeah i mean that's that's pretty much yeah i don't know what i was about to say there but but hey Take care, y'all.